All right, what's up, you dirtbags? We are back for a very, very special live podcast. We are here live in Michigan. Two of my favorite guests ever, Jason Spangle, Durbin Whipper. How are we doing, guys? Good. It's only great. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Uh, beers at noon. Uh, didn't think didn't think I'd be doing this on Valentine's <laughs> Day, but here we are hanging out with you guys. So it's Durbin. How's the uh, how's the show been so far? What are you looking forward to the rest of the day? It's good. Yeah, this is a uh, 24-annual conference for the Michigan Septic Tank Association. Uh, we do continuing education here, provide credit recording for the pumping license for companies throughout the state. We've enjoyed it so far. Kind of a new uh, area within the venue, and so we're adjusting to that and getting cues for next year and stuff. But it's been it's been good so far. Yeah. And uh, so it's exciting to have... Uh, you and Luke here and kind of add some outside also a friend of mine uh, Jim Alexi from Montana so just doing great things across the country and uh, I like to bring idea people that I meet on social media here and it's just been fun yeah it's been awesome too just getting to network with everyone getting to meet new people I mean I think there's 230 people correct yeah so 230 people I probably know 10 of those people before I came here. And so just a great opportunity to, to meet these people and it's hosted at a casino. So even better <laughs> to have a good time. Uh, but uh, Jason, I know we we're, we're talking the other night. So what are you looking forward to tomorrow? What do you have going on? Um, how about for the rest of the show as well? Yeah. Um, first of all, I mean, this has just been a really exciting uh, week for us. Um, it's kind of nice in the middle of winter to take a break and come and network and, have the opportunity to, you know, share ideas and, and thoughts and business practices with people um, in the same industry. There's a lot of uh, passionate people in our membership. Um, they're excited about growth and, and making money, which is, is what yeah. we're here to do, um, to, to set up those legacy businesses for the future and, and stuff like that. So I think the opportunity to um, continue to grow with that education piece is um, become more and more over the last couple of years. And I think that we're really pushing, um, some of that. Um, and it's, it's, it's important, you know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes it's kind of like, uh, you know, I have to get credits and that kind of stinks. And I got to yeah. take time out of doing this and that and, and things. But at, at the end of the day, once you're here and you, you meet with people and talk with people and have the opportunity to share thoughts, ideas, and things like that, I think that we grow not only personally, but, um, we're able to take that back to our employees and, and the people that we work with in our community and um, share those things. So I, I think the rest of the day today has got some great stuff. I'm looking forward to roundtables. I think there's going to be a lot of good discussion. That's an opportunity for everybody to have a voice um, in the educational piece and to really get their thoughts and questions out to the people that are speaking at the table. So yeah. that, that's a, you know, it's just a great time to be able to talk and, and grow and, and learn that way. So um, we got a, a great speaker this afternoon as well and, um, the banquet tonight. And so always looking forward to that. That's yeah. always a good time hanging out and, uh, and just kind of, that's when you take your breath, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, kind of, and then, um, get, get back at it in the morning for a couple hours and, yeah. and then be able to go home and take all those things that you learned and, and the vendors you talked to, all the information you got back to your, your business and, and go at it. So I think that, um, the season is so intense yeah. up here for us in the summer. I mean, we work, you know, super, super hard. And then we have an opportunity to kind of breathe, like I said, and, um, 
this is kind of a, a re-motivation for kicking off the spring and, and going at it. So Yeah, absolutely. I was, uh, ran into Dwayne last night and we were talking and it's so cool because everyone, my man, Dwayne Sheeler, man, yeah. Dwayne, everyone, uh, everyone that comes to these types of conferences, uh, yes, we're in different industries. We have different areas of the state we're in all things like that. But at the end of the day, we're all business minded business owners, right? Where we're just trying to run a successful business. We don't want to be overstressed every single day. We want to provide for our families. And so I think having that common ground, like you mentioned, where you do want to grow your business and yes, it's going to take some new ideas sometimes or just perfecting what you're currently doing, but always working to improve the business. Uh, and then like we talked about earlier too, just finding your why, like, why are we doing any of this stuff and mm -hmm. really focusing on that. So, um, yeah, bit of a different structure today, which I'm super excited about for the podcast. Uh, we've got some Coors Lights going and also some Encon koozies, Encon lanyards. Uh, we've got some extra koozies and lanyards for anyone that wants to grab one up there. First come, first serve. First come, first serve. Um, and then Durbin, if we could talk a little bit about Encon. Um, Luke Payne, obviously the other dirt bag, uh, he's uh, not here right now, but he's got a couple Encons. He's a big, big advocate for them. Uh, if we can talk a little bit about them and how important that is to the industry and really just the Swiss army knife that it can provide to a company. Yeah. Shout out to Encon for being our sponsor. So we appreciate that. And, um, yeah, like I said, there's stuff up here for you guys to grab if you want to free, free items. Encon, I, I, uh, first came across Encon on social media in 2017, um, it was very new to North America. It's, it's old hat in, in, uh, Europe. They've been using the technology for 30 years, but, um, I didn't even go to any demo or anything. I just, I saw the, the, uh, social media post on, on a attachment that would allow your bucket to rotate 360 degrees and also angle at 45. And I was like, I know that would make me more efficient. I know we could dig around utilities in a safer manner. I'm pretty sure it would increase our production. And at the same time, I got to know Dane Cotton from DC Excavation. So the 310 cat was coming out. Yep. We were racing for who could get the first 310, who could get the first Encon, <laughs> and he beat me by a week. So cheers, Dane. Um, and he has like nine machines now with, yeah. with Encons on it. We have three different sizes. We have a 306, which is our repair mini yep. size. We have a 310, which does most of our residential septic installs. And then we have the 315 where we're doing more bigger commercial stuff, setting 2000 gallon tanks. Actually yep. this week we're doing a Airbnb project in Three Oaks, Michigan. It's got four 2000 gallon tanks and they're setting it with the 315. They're digging up close to the house. They're digging yep. nice square holes. They're setting the tanks in. So we can, we, it just makes you so versatile. And, uh, one of the things actually too, is sometimes you have utilities that aren't marked and we have uncovered utilities with the smooth cable buckets and just with the angling is you know, like, you don't have those teeth out there, like ripping apart phone lines and stuff. So it's just been really amazing. And then the cleanup on the side, sometimes we don't have a, like a, a skid steer on site or yep. something. And so with the grading buckets, you know, we can clean up a site really fast, efficient. We have attachments that can uncouple hydraulically, no hoses, look, mom, no hoses instead of look, mom, no hands. Yeah. You know, so it's awesome. 30 seconds, you just switch the attachments and it's all hydraulically done through the EC oil block, electrical connections and hydraulic collection connections. So 
it's been a super, it, it's been a super good investment for us. And so I just, I believe in Encon. I think you can see the return on the investment as you, as you purchase it. And people often think, Hey, let's, how can you justify adding, you know, this, this many tens of thousands onto that attachment. But I say, don't look at it that way. Look at it as a complete package. Yeah. Don't buy the bucket, the thumb, the whatever, buy a bare stick and just wrap it all into one thing. So that's how we've done it. Yeah. I love that um, description of it too, because I think a lot of people, they're like, oh yeah, that seems like it'd be cool. I'll add that in. And then they see the price, yeah. the sticker shock, like, okay, that's, that's a whole nother machine potentially just for the attachment, depending on the size. And, but like you said too, I mean, it, the efficiency, a lot of times that takes labor cost mm-hmm. so far down because you don't have another guy um, in the field there uh, working on it because you can do so much with it. So what was the uh, training time like? Because it is all new with the controls and everything and just getting used to operating. How, yeah. how long did it take you to uh, master that? So like I said, I never went to a demo day or anything. Sure. And, and was, I got in this thing and I said, oh my goodness, what did I do? I felt totally lost for like a day. And then I would say for me, it was about a week um, and I was onto it and I don't even think anymore. If you ask me which thumb does what, I can't tell you, really? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Really? If I thought long enough, I think I could, but it's just, it's all intuitive now. Yeah. And the guys get in it and, and they very quickly pick up on it and they love it. They're like, you know, I got into a machine one time without an Encon. I'm like, this is like trying to work with a broken elbow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I want to turn my bucket. <laughs> Oh, I love it. So, so. Jason, uh, and we've got Jason with Esh's septic here. So Jason, do you, have you considered uh, using tilt rotators? Do you use them? Uh, what are your thoughts on it? And uh, especially as the future goes and like, have you looked at that or what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, we, we just started installing this last summer. So um, shout out to my installer, Andy, up there in the crowd. And uh, my, my partner, Rick, uh, Rick Troop, um, we were able to purchase some equipment this last summer and get started on installing. So that's been a new experience to yeah. us. Um, you know, we figured we'd do a, a few here and there, and we ended up doing quite a bit more as, as time went on. So uh, Andy's had prior experience, and he's, he's really gotten into the machine and, yeah. and you know, he, uh, he works very diligently, very fast and efficient, um, for, for what he does. So, um, I don't know if I've said anything about, you know, maybe we'll buy you an $80,000 gift in the so, future. Um, so, you know, like to make your life so easier. Buy the case out there. <laughs> yeah. Contact Ancon, get an EC206 and put it on and you'll there you go. never look back. Yeah. So right now it's, it's very much in the infant stages of, sure. of what we're doing. So we have to, we kind of have to, you know, our, our scope is 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 big but it's small um it's small in the sense of what do we have now to work with and how efficient are we becoming with that and when we move forward in the future how what what pieces are we going to use to become more efficient so um yeah i mean those things you think about and you you know you envision yes i'd love to have something like that someday um to to make this this and this easier um we're not at that point yet and and that's okay um but we have we have a great group of guys that are motivated and, and really want to watch this, you know, take off and grow. So, yeah, absolutely. So with Esh's, uh, how many installs roughly did you guys do in 2023? And then how has that grown in the years past and where do you see that going in the future? Well, that's a good question. I don't think I have an exact number of, of what we installed. I would say that we, we surpassed, um, 
what we had kind of planned. We had a, cool. a pretty, we didn't set a super high number, but we didn't set a super low number either kind of in the, in the discussion process, but it was, you know, we, we want to be able to do as, as much as we can, as efficient as we can, and as, you know, as clean and productive as we can for the customer. So, um, you, you start to get into those things where that generates some other stuff where you, you get in there and you, you do a really good job and, and you get in and out and good timing. And, uh, then that person wants you to come in and put a driveway in, in the spring or, right. you know, mm-hmm. come take some trees down and pull some stumps and, and stuff like that. So we're looking, you know, at those little avenues that stick out there as well to, you know, be able to, to do that as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's been good yeah so. i know we've got a lot of listeners uh that typically will start in the dirt world so let's say they buy a skid steer they buy a mini they start doing some work driveways things like that and then they realize that there is an opportunity within septic mm-hmm. um and this could go to both you guys what would you say to somebody that's starting from the outside and potentially wants to get certified to do septic what would you say from a business standpoint but also the client standpoint of like who they can expect to uh to bring in and work with mm. We'll start with Durbin. Yeah. Um, so when we started off, we started with as an excavation company. We had an opportunity to hook up uh, like sewer connections around lakes. So I was just primarily thinking sewer uh, and excavating and stuff like that. But then as, as we started the projects, we were abandoning septic tanks. And so I saw that as another avenue of you know, doing more work within the same field, so to speak, yep. a little different focus. Um, and then we found that the pumping side of things actually feeds work into the excavating side of things. So, you know, if, if you have a skid steer, that kind of limits you to, you know, driveways and grading and cleanup. Right. If you get an excavator, well, now that now you expand into the trenching side of things. You can do sewer, water, septic, stuff like that. And then, you know, the pumping side gets you into a whole nother kind of an area. So what was your original question? Yeah, just somebody getting into it. And I, you definitely alluded to it there. So I think there's um, a difference starting in the dirt world and then going to putting septic tanks in. Mm-hmm. And I think that final stage would be the pumping side. So I feel yeah. like most people, especially the people listening, start in the dirt world, then they get certified to put tanks in. So what can they expect by putting those tanks in as far as like what their business can do because they have that opportunity and how they can differentiate from every other Joe Blow at the skid steer and every other Tom, Dick and Harry with, you know, their neighbor that can do it for cheaper. Yeah. So if you, once you get into the, the septic side of excavating, it's a little more specialized. Not everybody wants to do it. Sometimes the conditions are a lot more tight. You're working around utilities, buildings, things like that. Some people like to just do like open, you know, like mass excavation and open cuts and stuff like that. But yeah, you get into a little more specialized area. So it really depends on the areas you work. There's varying levels of certifications or um, workability with the different counties that you work in and stuff like that. So each county kind of has different requirements. So yes, you have to have a working relationship with each county. Uh, and in this, I, I work across state lines. We work in Indiana too. So we have certifications in Indiana. We work with a few counties down there and then we work in six or seven counties in Michigan. So yeah, it's, you, you have to get set up with each county, uh, to work in. And then, you know, that, that gets us into more and more 
opportunity for specialized excavation. Like, like we're a sledgehammer distributor, uh, that's secondary where we co, um, secondary treatment, um, distributor, um, trying to think if we have any other, we've a, a lot of infiltrator products we can get certification for in the county. So, and, and people don't like to think outside the box. Like I just want to bring my backhoe and my dump truck in here and stick a tank in the ground and, sure. and go away. But we're not like that. We're like, can we find in our area, especially where there's a lot of lakes and lake homes and high water table, we're like, can we find the best solution for our customers? So that's what, when you get into this septic excavation world, you can really become specialized in different areas. Uh, I mean, there's the whole municipal side of things where you you can service lift stations and and stuff like that. So there, it just kind of ex explodes. You know, pumps and controls is a whole nother yeah. area of of expertise that you can get into if you like electricity and troubleshooting. And my background is electric motor repair. So I grew up in my dad's business. So I love pumps and controls. All right, you dirtbags, we're gonna take a quick break to thank one of our sponsors, Lambert Insurance Services. If you know Luke and I, you know we started this podcast to provide value to the construction industry. When we went to seek out an insurance company to work with, there's not a whole lot that are specific to the industry. And we really didn't wanna work with a generalist agency, so we kind of put that on the back burner. Then we got to meet Sam Lambert. Sam is a fellow dirtbag himself. He's been in the industry for a long time, but he also started his insurance company in 2008, specifically for construction companies. So when we had that conversation, we knew that this would be the perfect match. Uh, so we started working with him and he's been incredible. He leads first, he wants to be a resource first and an insurance agency second. They can help with provide general liability, workers comp, commercial truck insurance, insurance for equipment, and so many more different avenues that he can provide coverage for. The great part about it is, you know, they're licensed in most states and they always quote through multiple companies. So that's how you know you can get a competitive rate. And even better, uh, Sam, he's the owner. He wanted to provide his cell number just so if you have any questions, specifically from the dirt bags, you can always text him, give him a call, ask to compare plans or just ask, you know, what his rates would be. And then he can help direct you to the right place or answer your question from there. His number is 385-204-5799. Or you can reach them at their website, which is lambert-ins.com. So reach out to him if you have any insurance questions. We're very excited about this partnership. Uh, Sam is an awesome guy and we're just excited to continue providing value for all you dirtbags. So thank you, Lambert Insurance. Give them a text, shoot them a call, let them know that you're fans of the Dirtbags podcast. Let's get back to it. And so it was like, hey, this is like back home, but I'm, I'm doing it in the dirt, you know? And so there's just some fun. And other it, stuff. It, it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's unlimited really how much you want to expand into. Uh, but find those areas where people don't want to work. Find that niche market and become the expert in it. And, and you can really uh, grow your business that way. Yeah, absolutely. And I, d I love what you just mentioned there is find the stuff that people don't want to do and find out why, and then make it a profitable service and become very, very good at that. And I mean, why not go take that over? And I feel like there's just so much work out there, especially in the trades and especially in excavation and especially in septic, as you keep drilling down further and further, it's like it, the work is out there. You can go get it. Um, but you also want to make sure that 
you're treat, you always go back to treating your customers right. And I yeah. talked about that with many people today of uh, very, uh, you got to wear that heart on your sleeve too of it. it word travels fast. If you start screwing over people, uh, you're not going to be in business too long. So the more you can take care of your customers, the more successful your business is going to be. And then just surrounding yourself with the right people and the right pieces in place. And I think when we come to conferences like these, I think that's what we're looking to do is, okay, we're, we're taking care of our customers. We know we can do that. So what other pieces can we start to add in slowly and not burn this thing to the ground, but yeah. slowly add some pieces in, try some new things and continue to innovate and adapt so that this business can live on well past when we all pass sure. and, uh, and can really be a blessing to our kids and grandkids if they want to take it over. Yeah. Um, I, I think for my, my end was, which is completely opposite of Durbin's. I started in the septic world, um, uh, bought a business off of a gentleman that started in 1976 and, uh, him and his wife didn't have any kids. I was teaching elementary school at the time. Uh, and, and this was my summer job. So my summer job was cleaning toilets, delivering toilets, hauling toilets around, doing things like that. Um, and so that was the birth of my experience was in the septic world and in the porta pot side of things. And then as time went on, I eventually um, went full time at the, the septic business and, and left teaching school, um, learned how to. Were you disappointed when you did that? No, absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. Well, you know, I, and many people know that, that my wife, Heidi, and I have nine kids. So um, at that point, we had about uh, five of them. So um, you had your own school. Well, yeah, but we had, <laughs> we had that discussion like I need to do something other than teaching to finance the, the family sports team that we're creating here. So, um, so I went full time into uh, pumping septics and, yep. and doing porta pots and kind of you know, Bill and Beth, my predecessors, were very uh, instrumental in, in teaching me everything about the, the trade and, and letting me in on all the, the intimate office secrets and, and yeah. things like that, you know. And, um, so I bought it from them in 2017, and, and we just we pumped tanks and did portables. And, you know, then this last year, we um, I hired Andy, actually, to be a pump truck driver and... Um, actually had Andy in school when I would sub a couple times. And so I knew Andy previously in yeah. my, in my other work world. And, uh, Andy and I had talked, um, a couple times and he's like, oh, I always wanted to come work for you. And I'm like, I always wanted you to come work for me. So it kind of, it worked out really well. He came to work for me and then, uh, he would keep badgering me. Um, every day he would come in and he'd be like, why aren't we installing septic tanks? Why aren't we installing septic tanks? And I'm like, fine. Why aren't we installing septic? You know, so you sit down and you think about it. And, and I, I called Rick and I'm like, Rick, why aren't we installing septic tanks in, in northern Michigan? And he's like, well, I don't know. Why aren't you? And uh, so we had a discussion. We, we hooked up. We got some equipment from Tim Marcy from Ratty Septic. And, uh, and the rest was kind of history. And that was the birth of installation and and. And that happened because of this association. Gotcha. It did. That helped, you know, his yep. connection with Rick and his connection with the with the um, equipment people, right? Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, you know, just the, the networking and, and being able to see, you know, kind of who, who you can jive with and, and different things right. like that and what you're, what you're able to, to put together and the, the teamwork that you can do, you know. Um, I got a lot of great people that work around me, a lot of great companies, great septic companies that, 
you know, they, they would do anything for you and, and you do anything for them and, and you work together because you're in the same industry. It's the same family per se, you know? So, um, this was an opportunity for us to grow on our end. And so we added the excavation piece, the installation side, and then I also added a, a drain cleaning division, um, this year as well. So we, we kind of went all in um, this last summer and adding a couple things, uh, which in turn uh, generated a, a pretty good deal of income there. Yeah. And uh, so it, it's been real good. But le- going from septic into excavating, for me, I mean, yeah, I can sit in an excavator and dig dirt and throw it around and do stuff like that, you know. But, uh, um, you know, without Rick's expertise, because he's been doing it for 20 years plus. Um, that's, that's kind of why I brought him into that piece, right. you know, because it's, he's got that experience and, and we're very much yin and yang in, in this company. Um, he's very much the technical side person and I'm learning that technical piece, you know, how to do these things. Um, and then I'm kind of the pretty face um, I'm trying to see if he's well, going mean, to give me a response, but no, <laughs> I'm the, you know, I'm, I'm more of the, on the, the customer, um, side of things, For you sure. know, I, 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 the phone calls come in, we get permits out to people and, and so kind of the paperwork side of things. And, um, then Andy's up with us cause Rick's got his own septic company and, uh, I've got my own septic company and then we share this this excavating piece. So right. it's been good. Is that, that's up North. Yeah. That's up North excavating. Yeah. So, which, which was guys. another interesting thing too, because it's kind of like, how do we, so that just a few years ago, there was probably five excavating companies in our neighborhood. And then we were down to one in the last couple of years, there was a, another larger one in Lewiston. And that guy kept saying, why aren't you installing? Why aren't you installing? Like you are, you're the first person that sees the issue and can solve the issue. Why, right. why aren't you installing? And I'm like, well, you know, it was kind of the old boy out of respect thing for a couple of those guys. And I actually approached the uh, guy in, in Mayo there that, that is still in business. And I said, you know, I'm thinking about going into installing. And he's like, hey, you know what? There is plenty of room for you in this industry and to, to, to install. And so... Um, it's kind of like asking dad for permission, you know, I mean, you were, we were going to do it anyways. I mean, just because there's a need for it and, and it was a good addition to our company, but it was also, you know, out of, out of respect for other people in the industry to, you know, share your vision and kind of thoughts in that sense. So, um, it, it's worked out really well and, uh, we're excited to grow that piece as well. Um, the, part right now that I guess is, is the most difficult is, is trying to learn and grow the excavating side of things, but not forget septic about what we have, have started here and to still maintain, um, a a large presence amongst the employees on the septic side and and don't leave them out. You know, don't feel like, yep, we've trained you. This is your job. Come in, clock in, go to work. Here's your check, go home, you know, we don't want to create that. We want to, we want to create that, you know, Luke Payne talked about those, those, those friendships that you make and the culture. And and that's a good thing. Um, you know, but raising those employees up, you know, and, and there's simple things like he talked about, uh, we talked about changing, uh, Jim Alexi said, instead of calling them pumpers, calling them technicians. Technicians. And and we do that as well. That's, Mm -hmm. it's a professional job 
and we refer to them as as professional technicians yeah. that are expertise in in what they do and um you know we we have to not lose sight of that in this vision over here on on doing the excavating stuff yeah absolutely and what i love about the septic side and you touched on this is just the problem solving and the critical thinking mm -hmm. that goes into it and it is a different scenario every single job you go out to mm -hmm. and the different systems and the, the way the slope is and just everything so a lot of times you you don't know what you're gonna dig up right? right and so you dig it up and what i love though is how uh you can showcase some of those failures or some of those tough projects on right. social media right and then you can show other people that are following you how you're going to solve it. So some of the best, I mean, obviously, Durbin, you guys do a great job. Esha Septic, uh, Canadian Septic, of course, James Stixma. Yeah. Um, even Brian Ander uh, Andronico with Anderson Septic. They, And that's what I always recommend is when somebody asks, well, how do I get on social media? Like, what am I going to talk about? And I always say, just nerd out about what you know. Mm -hmm. So talk about how many yards of dirt you brought in. Talk about why you're doing it this way talk about what system you're putting in and why and don't even think about what other people are gonna think of your post but just nerd out about it mm. and then you'll be surprised at how many people are like wow i did not know that because then you're adding value and you're mm -hmm. teaching somebody something for free online and then you start to network with all these other contractors across the world and see that there may be even better solutions to do yep. what you're currently doing. Right. Yeah. And, and you and I alluded to this earlier in a conversation we had this morning is sometimes when we're doing the social media piece, we want to post every picture of a shiny truck or a shiny yeah. piece of equipment in, in the most precious valuable looking picture that it's we could possibly kind with the sun shining in just right and you know the clouds and, I mean, and you do and have things to have like some that. of that no you do and, and you catch <laughs> and you catch those moments but but people like to see broken equipment they like to see mud and dirt on people they like to see the real life aspect yeah. of of the jobs that you're doing so that's the transparency I mean, if, aspect yeah and of if, social media i mean if you got a picture of yourself covered in crap at the end of the day on your septic page like People love that stuff. They're going to hit the like button all day long. And, you know, yeah, unfortunately you were covered in poop. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's it's it's the real life aspect of your business. Like, what are we really doing? Because if every day all I drove was a bright, shiny truck with no dirt on it or mud, then I'm probably not making any money at all. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, all I'm doing is spending time running my power washer. Yeah. Um, so, you know. It's just those those little pieces and, and just being consistent like we talked about as well. I'm I am terrible at posting for like three weeks straight and then I ghost my accounts for um, another week. Yeah. And then I got to start that algorithm all over again where the yeah. social media is like, oh, he is still alive <laughs> and these are still businesses and here we go again. So, yeah. so let's talk about that because you and I were had a discussion about that uh, off the podcast and how how do you, how does somebody like you, somebody listening that does get in those valleys and mountains of just, okay, I'm doing really good. I'm posting for three months. Everything's going well, but then you get super busy and you stop. Like, how do you combat that? I heard a speaker today talking about delegating things. <laughs> <laughs> Would that apply here? Who was that guy? That was, that was a test. Was, there we go. You passed. Okay, good. Well, one of the things that helps me be consistent is, as I've really kind of trained our guys to be that, that, um, those eyes, yeah. like, what do you see that you like? 
Like, what do you, what's cool about your job? For one thing, it makes them think about my job's cool. Yeah. All right. Then the sex thing, the second thing is that they can get some approval from the boss. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm not really the boss. I'm, I'm, I, I consider myself a worker with them. For sure. Uh, For sure. But anyway, they get to, they get approval from their, their management right so they send me pictures at the end of the day and i'm like good job you know this is great right. and then they see it posted and they like it so when your employees are liking your business posts you know you have something pretty cool going on within the culture of the company and and they love it and i love it yeah. and the social media world loves it yeah and the best part about that too is they're going to show their friends they're going to show their family like uh Luke had a picture the other day of one of his guys. He had a cigarette in his mouth, and he was hanging out by, I think it was their 336, and he was operating, but he's a young 20-some-year-old guy, and he's showing that to everybody. He's just like, yeah, this is, this is me. This is what I do, but he's proud of that. He's yeah. proud to showcase that and, yeah. and showcase the work that they're doing and to be a part of that whole mission. And I think, especially with you two sitting here, I think that goes into a great, great question of uh, you guys have a lot of kids. You have a lot of family working for your business, so... Mm. How do you paint that picture for your kids, for your family? Because you don't want to force it upon them. You don't want them to be turned away from the business. So how do you paint the picture of this is, we want this to be a blessing. We want you to be excited about this and not something that, oh, I just have to do it because dad is, uh, dad started it. So how do you go about that? Yeah. So I think, I think for me, um, I've never, I've never thought that like, I want to live vicariously through my children. So I want them to be like, dad has the best job and I want to do what dad sure. does and, and, and carry that on. And, and that's not it. The, the, the septic business, that's, that's my job. That's my dream, my passion. And, and what I do with that is, is mine at the moment. Now I'm, I'm building this for a purpose, you know, um, you're, you're building it to either a pass that legacy on and, and let some, children um grow that or you know if you have a son-in-law or daughter-in-law or whatever that that comes into the family and and wants to run it that way or um or i'm going to sell it you know i tell them i have two retirement options Mm -hmm. um they either we move them into leadership positions and and they run the business and they pay me for the rest of my life or i sell it Mm -hmm. and then i'm able to take that money and invest in their visions as well. Hopefully it's at a good point where we get um, good value for the company that we've built over time. And if we have good value in that, then we're able to um, in, invest in our kids' lives and their dreams right. and, and help them in that way. Um, you know, my oldest daughter wants to be a cosmetologist. She wants to get married. She wants to have kids and she wants to cut hair out of her house in a, you know, a little side room built on onto the house, you know, that's, She's, you know, she's extremely competitive and, and smart and, um, but that's, that's her goal, you know, and my, my son Grant doesn't, uh, he doesn't like poop and he'll say that, um, but, but he likes dirt, you know, and so that might be something down the road where that's where he ends up. Um, I've, I've got a girl, uh, Livy and she's in the middle of the pack of the nine and she would say that she's the boss already. Um, you know, I, when she was, yeah, when she was, no, when she was a little girl, she was standing in the office door one day, opening the door and closing it, going, "I'm the boss, I'm the boss." <laughs> like, so you know, you you have kids that show interest at a, sure. a young age, and you know that still might not be the interest 
10 years later, um, your children are a little older, so you've kind of experienced the, maybe the fluctuation in being interested, not interested, or I always want it to be an option for them. I don't want to ever force my kids into anything that, you know, you have to go to work every day and, and be passionate and like now, not every day is going to be good. Obviously we know that, yeah. but 10%, um, I like yeah, to say is 10% is going to be really shitty. Yeah. So the other is going to be really good, but it's nice to get up every day and go to work and Absolutely. enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And so I don't want to force any of my children or family members into a position where it's like this, I built this for you and you better work in it and you better love it. And you know, like, this is it, this is what you have to do. You know, right. no, it's, 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 we have options. We've created options in, in our household, in what we're doing. We've, we've created this, this business option where you have an opportunity to work in this business and, and run it and expand it and grow it. And, and, right. you know, there's room for all of you, or we can chase all of your visions individually or, yeah. or two of you here. And, and however that works out, I, I don't really care. That, that at the end of the day doesn't matter to me how we do it. It is just, you know, it's a family decision. It's, yeah. it's mom and dad and, and this, this kid and this kid or, you know, however it works out. But we, we just want to be able to bring them along, lift them up and encourage them to be the best in whatever they choose to do, obviously. So um, there's no, like, I, I'm going to force you to do, to do this type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. um, what Dervin, I'd, I'd be interested for sure because, um, some days I, I look at Dervin's social media and all of his kids are like actively involved in doing things like Lucian's videotaping us right now yeah. and like right in on this, um, you know, and, and, you know, your kids are at that age where, you know, what, how do I mean, I guess, what are your sentiments towards that and how does that work as, as they get older and are able to make, you know, decisions whether they want to work in the business or outside of the business? And I guess, how do you guys? Well, the first time you see interest in the company is like, dad, I need money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, we can work something out here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think for me, it's build a professional system first, like make something that looks good and is good and is quality is professional. And that's one thing I, I keep encouraging our industry. It's really easy to just slide into the gutter yeah. in our industry. It takes work. It takes time. It takes money to keep it at a professional level, but you are professionals. I say that at every conference, you are professionals in the state of Michigan. Let's act like it. Yeah. And so it, you create something that is professional. And if you're proud of it, your kids pick up on that. You know, I've had some sentiment like, well, how, dad, how do we tell our kids that we, we own a septic company and not be like the end of the conversation? <laughs> I'm like, you know, well, just look at what we've been able to accomplish. Look yeah. at the services we're providing. Look at the health we're maintaining you know, yeah. in, in the state of Michigan, we have so much fresh water, but yet we're protecting it through public health, right. through managing on-site septic systems. So let's create a cool way to present this. And that's where social media comes in. And that's where the educational side came into our... And the merch. And the merch. Yeah, <laughs> yes, good. yes. Yeah. So it's interesting, you know, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, you're, you, you pump septic. Okay. But as the kids grow up, they find ways of making it cool. Yeah. And so I'm at the stage now where... 
you know, I was just like, okay, you need money, Lucian, uh, get your CDL. You're going to drive a VAC truck. Okay. Well, he's driven a VAC truck for what, six years or something? Yeah. I, I don't know what it's been. And he's like, dad, I, I've, I'm, I learned everything there is about pumping. I'd like to move into a different area of the company. So like, okay, what are you good at? You're good at, he's been doing marketing all the time. He's been a, a driver. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, he had surgery. I need to be off my feet, heal my knee. Um, I'd like to go full time in the marketing. And I'm like, you know, I didn't actually see that. Yep. He saw that. Mm. And he's like, I think I want to do that. So there you go. My kid just saw something that I didn't see as a need right now in the company to grow it. And it's, it's huge. It's, it's exploding. So now his younger brother, he, they drive back and forth about content and, oh, yeah. and funny stuff. And it's like, they're both getting excited about it. And even the younger kids. So, but within that, you see different strengths within all of your kids. So don't say, well, y'all got to learn how to run the VAC truck. Well, my daughter does dispatching and pays the bills and yep. stuff like that. She's a very verbal person. So you get her on the phone and she's chit-chatting with everything. And I think Jim Lexi or others talked about the face of the yep. company is the phone call. She's the face of the company right now. And so that's been cool. Um, and so I have, you know, each, each kid that grows up into it, they, they find these different aspects. And I had one kid that's pursuing a professional soccer career in, in Europe, but he calls back and he's like, is there something I can do to yeah, work for yeah. you? Because he's like, that was really cool. Yeah. What my siblings are doing is really cool. And you know, he, I didn't think that he specifically thought too much about the company until one time he was playing Fortnite and he was talking with his buddies and he's like, Dude, my dad got sent over to Sweden yep. by Encon to tour their plant. And he's like, that was so cool. You know, so he, he sees different aspects of the company and the opportunities that are there. And he's bragging about it. Yeah. You know, and I use the younger kids. They do site restoration, seed, straw. Yeah. You know, they come out in the summer, they'll wash trucks and stuff like that. And it's just transferred to the employees, the, the culture has moved into employees as we've gotten employees, you know, there's some of my employees that they don't like washing trucks, right. but there's some that do like firefighters, hire firefighters. If you want clean <laughs> trucks, because they're used to cleaning everything at yeah, the end yeah. of every job. And it's just like, it eventually pays you back. Just be consistent, be faithful, set the bar high, be excited about what you're doing. Talk about pro the professionalism that, that, that we need in this industry and your kids catch on to it and they get on board. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I wrote down there too, was just uh, as a business owner, being agile and being open-minded, because I think sometimes we think everything needs to run through us or I'm the boss and no, this is how I've always done it. But you gotta have a little bit of that. To, if Lucian comes up to you and says, dad, I, I think there's something here with the marketing. Like, can I give this a go? And you want to set up those framework and those uh, frameworks and boundaries, but at the same time, you got to be open-minded and say, "Well, it's it's not what I would have chosen, but let's let's try it. I trust yeah. you." And then all of a sudden, you're like, "This is this is working." And yeah. then um, listening to your kids, listening to your employees, bringing them in on the goals, even too, and just the transparency of your business. And I love that last point you made, which is something I'm a big advocate for making it cool, mm -hmm. making it something that they're proud of to show their friends and family. Sponsor their teams. Sponsor yeah. their teams. I love mm -hmm. it. And just making it something where it's, you're not embarrassed to talk about it. But sure. It's, this is pretty badass. Like what we're doing, this is pretty cool. And yeah. showcasing that, putting it on a hat, doing different things. 
and uh, and showcasing the work and just being proud of it. So I think that um, you know sometimes as as leaders or or bosses or or whatever our role is, we some people don't take constructive criticism well, and I think some of the best constructive criticism comes from our own children. Yeah, um, they're right. honest and upfront, and they don't shy away from telling us how they feel. <laughs> so, like one of the greatest things was is. I have these t-shirt designs and you know, the best person to take them home to is like your nine-year-old daughter. Cause she's like, Nope, that one's ugly. <laughs> that that one's all right. <laughs> Let's do this. You know? So, I mean, there, there's an opportunity to, you know, dig into that relationship with yeah. your, your children and, um, let them help make some of those, those decisions. I'm too, I'm too close to it. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I'm designing this and I'm so close to it that it might look all right to me, but then everybody else, when I put it on, is like, no, it's an ugly shirt. Like, <laughs> yeah. why would you ever that's, do that? You know, that's an ugly like, best. that's why people hire, <laughs> that's why people hire like phaser marketing to, sure. and I'm going to put the pitch in here. Yeah. So no, that's why people hire phaser marketing to build websites. Sure. You know, like I yeah. tried one time to build my own website on Wix and I'm sitting there for hours, like beating my head on the desk, like, yeah, that looks good. And then my wife comes over and she's like, why would you put that on your face? Like that background is ugly. And I'm like, I'm just way too close to this personally. I'm I'm making it personal. I I need that, those opinions and ideas. Third party. Yeah. to, To come from the outside. So here's where the collaboration happens. You get the creative ones in your company yeah. to do the the production, but you're the content. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my role now as I'm working with the with the boys and Lucian on marketing. Is they're like, oh, what are we marketing? You know, oh, I have this idea, and that, sometimes I come up with too many ideas. Like, whoa, slow down, Dad. You know, the breaks. But the idea is, you know, the industry, you know, the needs, you know what what you want to market. But then you you just tell them, okay, we're going to market advanced treatment in right. Indiana. Okay, go for it. Or we're going to talk about, you know, protecting lake waters. Or we're going to talk about septic inspections and what we feel are septic inspections, why they're better than 90% of the inspections happening around us. Or we're going to talk about the need for tank pumping. And you know it's not just because it's full. It's because it's a settling chamber that gets too much contamination. And we're putting heavy biology out into the field that is clogging our field so this is the reason so it's education and all of that so but you're the con you're the content manager but they're the producers yeah yeah and so there's you just yeah you don't you aren't good at color so stop <laughs> stop designing bro yeah. right you know so but let the let the designers do the designing yeah and you're like okay this is what i want to grow so make me something like this. And then you, there's that, you're always better with collaboration. Yeah. My brother-in-law did all our designing and he said, if, if I brought you a logo and you approved it the first time, I'm not going to be impressed with the logo. Right. But if you say, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this, change that. After 10 changes, we're like, we've got what we want. Yeah. yeah. You always want to focus on collaboration and also to realizing that you're not as good as you think you are. Right, exactly. Just realizing that you got to let go of the vine. Yes. Talks about mm-hmm. that as well. Yes. Letting go of the vine, bringing others in and be like, wow, other people can take care of my business better than I can and yeah, help sure. me with it and yeah. collaborate. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, as we, uh, as we wrap up, I just got to say huge thanks to you guys for jumping on here. Pleasure. 
chopping it up a little bit. And then <laughs> yeah. Encon. Encon, thank massive, you, Encon. Massive thank you to Encon for sponsoring the podcast, especially this one. And then Coors Light, a couple mm. drinks at, at lunchtime. I mean, that's kind of fun. I mean, yeah. <laughs> drinks on a Tuesday. And uh, and then thank you to MSTA and just everyone here for, for having us, of course, and setting yeah. all this up and all of our sound guys. I mean, this, is, this has been a ton of fun. Yeah. Incredible. So awesome. thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.